Welcome to another episode of Boss Mama's Mindset. I'm your host, Laura Katanen, CEO and founder of Zello Studio, business and mindset coaching for boss mamas in order to ignite your passions, expand your mind, and elevate your business and life. The goal of this podcast is to get real on topics that make us a little uncomfortable so we can get smarter and more aligned with what is in our minds and souls to have thriving businesses. We hope you enjoy today's episode and please don't forget, leave us a rating and a comment so that we can know exactly what you loved and resonated with the most. Hi, welcome back Boss Mamas to another episode of Boss Mamas Mindset. I am just so thrilled to be talking to our guest today. We met through social. And that is a great story about social media and the powerful connections that you can make. I don't know if anybody has been watching The Social Dilemma, but then there's also the not so great side of social media, but there's the good and the bad with a lot of things in life, right? So today with me is Lucy, and she is a manifesting coach for women. And I'm just so excited to talk all things manifestation and her journey and all of that. So let's get into it. Hi, Lucy. Hey, I'm so excited to be here. I'm still doing the energy calming thing because I feel like this is so aligned and I just love you so much of what we're doing that the excitement needs raining in a bit. So yeah, this is great. I feel it too. (laughs) I didn't even say your last name. So go ahead and give your full name and tell us briefly about yourself and what got you to where you're at today, coaching on manifestation. Oh, it's just, it's an incredible story. Um, I'm Lucy Hellman and I go by the name of Manifesting Coach Blondie these days, which I freaking love. Um, And where I am now, as we were talking about a minute ago, is a far cry from where I was a long time ago. So um, I was always, always been a free spirit and always been a rebel. And I really didn't fit in well at school. I was so naughty at school. Um, I hated being told what to do. Um, in my thirties, I discovered I had ADHD. So perhaps that had something to do with my rebelliousness when I was at school, because I really just hated everything about it. I hated having to get up, having to be somewhere, having to learn subjects I had no interest in, sitting for hours all of it. So I left school pretty sharpish. Um, and I remember saying to my, to my parents, actually, at, at that age, I think it's 16, is it you leave school? I can't even remember now. It's so long ago. Um, and I remember saying to them, look, I, I will be successful in my life, but it will never be doing anything academic at all. So off I went, I went straight out to work. And what happened actually was I, I was always plagued with insecurity from a young age. When I was little, I was really shy. But at some point throughout my school life, I found a kind of alter ego, I guess. So my parents are really loving, really grounded, really gentle. And I'm like the wild card. Like we just, I don't fit when you see my mum and dad and they're just calm. And then there's me with my big energy and this naughtiness, you know, it's the dynamic is hilarious. Um, And I think when I went into school, coming from such a lovely family, it actually shocked me a little bit how cruel kids could be. And so I had a little, not, I wouldn't say bullying as such, but 
you know, people get picked on. It's school, isn't it? So people say nasty things and it, it really hurt me. And being shy and being insecure, it was, it was a bit of a tough time. And that happened all through primary and secondary school. I hated also the social aspect, not even just the subjectness, but just the whole nervousness and the insecurity I had. But like I was saying, I found this really cool alter ego at some point. Now, I'm a, I'm a Torian woman. I'm very strong natured. Like, you can't really mess with me that much. And so I guess what happened was I just kind of stepped into that person. And so it really meant that I was able to hide behind that, that personality and hide my shyness and insecurity. So anyway, off I go into the business world. And of course, you go into sales if you hate admin because it means you don't have to do much. But pretty much... I faked a lot of my life. Like my career in sales was shocking. I was so bad at it. Honestly, every company I went to, I never hit my targets ever. But because I was always quite fun and quite lively, people liked me. So I would constantly be getting moved around the organizations in different roles. I knew it. They knew it. And I was always quite friendly with the directors of every company I went to and clients loved me. They just did because nothing else. I was great with people. Right. So I worked my way up um, in different organizations and I ended up in London in the city and I was in charge of the sales team and account management team for some really high profile blue chip companies. I'm talking Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, Selfridges and Harrods in the UK, if you've heard about those. Um, so my client base was amazing, but I really was finding life really hard at this point. My insecurity was really hard, was huge now. You know, it's that alter ego had served me to a point, but you get so far and then you just can't hide the demons and that, you know, all these nagging things. And the result of my insecurity was loads of failed relationships. You know, I've been cheated on loads. I was stayed in relationships far too long, which ruins your self-esteem, self-respect and self-worth. So I had all these things. And I kind of got to 33 and I just had enough of faking it. I really was just like, had like my midlife awakening, I call it. And I'd been in this big company for a while now. And as I said, um, I got right to the top, but the company went through a takeover and the new chief exec saw straight through me. He could see that I was faking it and he made my life hell. My last six months of that company was awful. I felt so worthless. I didn't know who I was, what I wanted to do. My relationship was breaking down and I really just had this, this, there must be more to life than this. I cannot take it anymore. And I got signed off sick with stress. And I remember at this time just wishing that something would happen. Anyway, because of my rebellious nature, it really served me. I just decided to just quit that job. I just quit it. And I thought, I don't know how I'm going to work this out, but I'm a smart girl. I'm going to work out what to do with the rest of my life. And I did, you know, certain steps then came along to get money coming in. Um, and then along that road, I, I discovered life coaching. And then I discovered that you can work on your confidence and you can work on inner demons and you can get to where you want to go. And then I found the law of attraction. I've got to tell you my magic story really quickly. So I've resigned from this big corporate job. I got rid of the dickhead boyfriend because he was useless. I was kind of at this phase where I was like, everything has to go and to change. If I'm going to change, I need fresh start. So big changes, a big thing to get rid of relationships, isn't it? So got rid of the boyfriend, got rid of the job. And I did what every other person does that has got no job and loads of bills to pay. 
I thought, I'm going to sit and watch the telly. I'm going to sit and watch the Sex in the City box set while I work out what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. And I opened my TV unit and the secret DVD fell out. Now, I'd obviously either bought it or someone had lent it to me, but I can't remember which. It was never in my head to watch it. And I will never know how it got to the front of that TV unit. And it just fell out and I picked it up and I just knew it's one of those powerful moments I will never forget. And I put that on and my life changed. I hung off of every single word of what Rhonda Byrne was talking about. And for someone that hated learning and that hated academics, I was all in. I was all in. I bought the books. I studied it. I got the magic. Every day I was practicing gratitude and my life started changing fast. The right people, opportunities, jobs started coming to me, freebies. Um, so I got sent away on a 500 pound um, coaching excursion because some guy came into the pub I was working in and said, I can see something in you. You're going to be amazing. I would love to pay for you to go to here, blah, blah. You won't believe the stories I can tell you about the, the alignment I got into. Um, and really, it was me discovering myself and it was me understanding the law of attraction and how to manifest and seeing real things change for me that got me, as Rhonda Byrne says, there must be more to life than this. I don't know, sorry, Rhonda Byrne says, that's me saying that. Rhonda Byrne says, why doesn't everybody know how to do this? And that's me. And so my life now is teaching women how to really, really get in, in their mindsets and in their spirituality and in their connection. So it's, it's a big deal. I love your story. It's so relatable. I mean, every woman out there is listening can relate to something that you have said. Right. And often that's what's so amazing, right? Because we go on for so long in our journey thinking nobody can relate to us. Nobody can yeah. understand. Mm -hmm. But the truth is, is that at the core, we all have these... Yeah. inner struggles right and what i what i wonder so much though is why because as women were so intuitive and this feeling that you had for so long that something wasn't right you knew in your inner compass let's say mm -hmm. it was off and you were feeling like something's not right but why do we ignore it for so long and why does it take this like massive you know i've had enough for us to finally be like okay i i need to do something about this I've got my, I think there's, there's two reasons for this. First of all, we are never taught about our spirituality in school it, and it should be the first thing we learn. Like first and foremost, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. That is at the baseline of things. That is exactly what we are. Um, I don't know what schools are like everywhere else around the world. And actually I haven't been in school for ages. I'm 39 now. So that was ages ago. Um, but what I do know is that there isn't that education on how to work on your intuition, how to build that, how to go on your instinct, how to have um, confidence, self-confidence, self-respect, and to learn who you are and then navigate your life based around who you are and want to be. You know, society is very much geared up around you go to school, you memorize information, you get good grades, and then you slot yourself into an organization that will have you. And then you work really hard until you get to retirement. And then, then you can enjoy your life. And so that old fashioned way of living is what we've been doing for years and years and years. And I think that has got so much to do with it. Um, and the other thing is, I guess, is a lot of women, when they kind of get to their late twenties or thirties, I just think we've had enough. I think we get to the place where, especially when you've had kids, we get to that place of 
there must be more than this. Like I'm freaking knackered. I, either I've got children and I'm exhausted and I don't just want to be a mom. I need more for my life than that. Something is calling me. Um, or if you haven't got children, like where I was when I was 33, it's like, well, I want it all. I want a man. I want love in my life. And I want a family. And I want to find my passion and what the hell I'm doing here for. So I think if you, because we don't discover it early on, there comes a point if you're spiritual that this spiritual connection will it will it gets to a point where your higher self is going to start saying come on wake up hello and for those of us that are spiritually awakening because not everyone is let's be real my boyfriend couldn't give two hoops about manifesting um or the law of attraction and if you've ever tried to tell anyone about it that isn't into it they can't resonate because it's not for them they're not ready whereas you get to a place don't you i think where you're your intuition is going, right, that's it now, wake up. And so that's, that's how I think it happens. It's, it's so true. And it resonates exactly because that's why I got into what I am doing. I mean, I awoken through the pregnancy and after, and then realizing the power of healing ourselves, then you shift and you're able to now wake up and say, why isn't this part of the education system? Why isn't yeah. this part? And then you as a mom and my husband, I'm very grateful. We're kind of on this spiritual path together. But, you know, we are then realizing, okay, this is important to mm -hmm. teach our children these things right from the beginning. And I absolutely can't agree with you enough. I mean, that's huge. Mm -hmm. um, so you got into this whole manifesting and coaching business. And you said that it's not for everyone. And some people who are, who are curious about it might still have their own, you know, perceptions about it or feelings about it. What is the biggest misconception about manifesting? That you don't have to do anything. The biggest misconception about manifesting is that there is some magical process that happens where you just think about what you want and it just turns up like you can sit and think I want to be a millionaire and then all of a sudden like guess in our head we think that we're going to open our eyes in the next few days and life has changed that that quickly um then that's it that the biggest misconception you don't have to do anything and what I always highlight to everybody is we co-create you know we are built by design to have everything we want but we've also got free will so we've also, you know, we've been given the option to make choices. So the universe can't make you make better decisions. The universe isn't going to make you make better choices. So if you don't dump the dickhead boyfriend, you are never going to get the real love that you want. And if you don't take responsibility for your finances, it doesn't matter how many checks you want to imagine in the mail, like the, the secret says, you need to sort stuff out. And I think really, it is the action steps that is the biggest game changer with it all. Absolutely. I totally agree about that. And that's why I was so excited. You know, Lucy has joined me and she's one of the guest experts in Zello Daily, which is a 30 day dose of wellness, mindset and wellness for boss mamas. It's basically giving you permission to slow down, to teach you the things that you need to do in order to get the life that you desire. And I love that because I always talk to many of my clients who are struggling with their business or with their mindset that you, you know, you can do vision boards, you can, you can want a lot of things, 
but you need to take action. You have mm -hmm. to have intentional have action. To. So I think mm -hmm. that that is exactly. Um, so what has been your biggest mindset hurdle after becoming a mom? So you're a recent mom, you're a new mama. <laughs> Tell a little bit more about your little one, name and age and all of that, and then share more about your mindset hurdles becoming the, a first-time boss mama. Well, my little boy is seven months old. Actually, today, he's seven months old today, um, and he's called Jesse, and he is the light of my life because we had, we had a very spiritual journey to get to um, Jesse. We were one of those couples who tried for a baby, unfortunately had a miscarriage um, a couple of years ago. And our journey to fertility was a big one in itself. And I would say to this day, Jesse, along with my boyfriend, Jordan, are my biggest manifestations today. You know, they were, they were huge things that I had to learn about myself and everything to bring them both into my reality. Um, so I think for me, being a new mom, I had a business already. And for me, there was a few things actually. First of all, I found that because this isn't what I call a business, it is, but mainly it's my passion. I'm so passionate about it. It, it doesn't do it justice to call it a business. It's my everything. And yet I've also got my other everything. So I've got my two babies, I call them. I've got my business baby, my passion, and then I've got my actual baby. And I think for me, there was a lot of guilt that came up in the beginning because I was missing connecting with my audience and my girls. And although I've got a lot of automation systems going and I had things set up so that I could be with my baby, but Jesse, um, I think I found uh, the, my desire to still be present and to still be a Lucy. I didn't want to lose my identity to being just a mum. But I had guilt around that because I wanted this baby for such a long time. I actually felt guilty for the first few months because I was wanting to be in my business so much. And there'd be times when I just wanted to do a live because something happened that was amazing that I wanted to tell the girls. And it, it might have been even about fertility or something. And then the baby would cry and then I couldn't do a live. And then I would get frustrated because I'd always had free reign to run my business as I wanted. Now, all of a sudden, I'm juggling um, when I can do things around Jesse. And so I hated that that caused me guilt around that. And I think that was the hardest thing. Whereas now I'm so lucky that my mum and dad are having him. So my mum and dad now have Jesse on a Tuesday and a Thursday. And for me, that means these two days are my work days. Outside of that, Jesse's my priority the whole time. And I now don't have guilt because I've managed to get both things going together. And I think also for me, I've hired um, extra people in my team for my business and that has taken a, a huge weight off of me. Um, but definitely I would say that as a new mum with a business, that is what, what I have learned. It was the whole guilt and the balancing of time. Mama guilt, it's such a powerful oh. thing. And the, the load of being a mama. And I was, I'm listening to the audiobook of Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg. And she talks about this. And she, you know, I love her, her view on it too. She says, why isn't there such a thing as daddy guilt? Yeah, yeah, right, yes. <laughs> 
And I, I found it fascinating. So she goes on to say, um, obviously we have a long way of getting to 50-50 in our households for a lot of people and not everybody has the same situation, but it does have to do with boundaries. And what you've said is beautiful because you've learned what boundaries work for you. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, I think what we often feel because we are really good at multitasking as moms and women in general, but it's yeah. not effective. So what you have found too, and I think a lot of us get into that rhythm, you, you know, that no, you know, when you're present with your child, you need to be present with your child. Mm-hmm. And then you feel much calmer when you're present at work. Yeah. And, how, and, and so it's that, that ability to focus. And I think that's why dad, there isn't such a thing as dad guilt because they're so much better sometimes at focusing on one thing at a time. Men. Do you know what else I think as well? I think that women sometimes feel like it's either or. I'm either a mum or I'm a businesswoman. Yes. And I think we can lose our identity. And that was the biggest thing for me. It was like, I still want to be a Lucy and be a yeah. mum. It's the and, freedom. <laughs> yeah. And I think men don't have that because men just, they're liars. My girlfriends always used to say this. The men's lives don't really change that much. Jordan still gets exactly. up, goes to work, goes to the gym, does whatever he needs to do. Whereas <laughs> our lives completely change and that's okay. But I think that's where the whole, the mum thing is, is that, you know, I, I remember thinking to myself that just because I'm a mum, it doesn't mean I need to not be a Lucy. And I want Jesse to live his life and his life path and his life purpose. And whenever he becomes a father, that doesn't mean that his life as Jesse then has to stop either. So I think, you know, it's, it's understanding that we've all got, we can all do both. You know, <laughs> I'm laughing so hard because when I first had my my son, Aiden, um, we had friends over and we were living in Los Angeles and, you know, they had they didn't have kids yet, but they were thinking about it. So they looked at us with this curiosity and they were like, so, you know, what's changed? Uh, how's it going? And I didn't even have a chance to answer my husband. He just blurted out, oh, nothing's changed. <laughs> I let my jaw drop. I looked at him in horror, like, what the fuck did you just say? Sorry, earphones for you moms who have kids around. But I was just totally taken aback. But you're absolutely right. That difference is just, it's hysterical. Yeah, that sums it up right there. Totally. Well, freedom is so important to many of us. And I, and I did a podcast on that once. And I think what is really important for any new moms listening is to remember that your definition of freedom needs to shift a little bit, but it can also be different than anybody else's. Mm -hmm. So you don't need to compare. So what works for Lucy, what works for me, how we find our freedom is different than what might work for you. It's all about trying new things and figuring out what that juggle looks like for you. I never say balance because I don't think there is such a thing. (laughs) (laughs) But um, so, okay, I, you've been working a while now with uh, women um, and talking about manifestation. What surprises you the most about your work? When you went into it thinking, oh my God, I can't wait to start doing this and, and working with women on this. And then maybe it looks a little bit differently than you had thought when you first went in. Tell us about that. I think what, what looks, there's, there's two things that are coming up for me. So the first one is sometimes when I was a coach in the early days, I wasn't as organic as I am now. And I would be more 
coach style, wanting to focus on certain subjects, certain things, and I wanted to take them to a certain place. And what I noticed actually was the girls that I would be working with would find a different path and their own path. And in the early days, I was kind of like, well, no, because, you know, this is where I think that would be best for you or something like that. And that their own paths would come up. And that always used to really amaze me. And then I learned from that. And I was like, do you know what? Um, being an organic coach and a free foil, or for someone like me, who's a free spirit as well, and goes by your spiritual journey and with divine timing and everything. That was like a really big thing for me was learning to be more, more fluid and for the girls to really work on their own alignment. Um, that was the first thing was to be less structured. Um, and the, the second thing is that the universe is so freaking magic sometimes out of nowhere where you know I'm working with these girls and they wanted to change their life and either meet the man or get this business idea or the money idea or something and you know like sometimes you can feel like oh there's just nothing there so just let it go leave it for divine timing and the next day I'll get a phone call and they're like Lucy you will not believe what has happened to me and it's those moments it's those where you could never have planned that 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 would be the next stage. And the universe has just shoved something in out of nowhere that you're just like, oh my God, that's incredible. That's the second one. I love that. I love both of those. And it's so, it's such an important thing for everyone to know that your journey, you know, I think that's often a, a, a big um, wish and desire when people start working with coaches is that the coach is going to have all the answers, you know, but the truth is, is the answers are all within ourselves, right? Always. And only, and you know, no coach can see what is your alignment or what your higher self is going to bring you or your next steps. It's, it's impossible. And I think as, as coaches, depending on what you are coaching on, if it's, you know, more mental or spiritual, if it's a business coach, and then obviously there's, there's practices and things to follow, but but certainly, yeah, it's to bring out the best in that person and to then encourage and support whatever their unique path is. And um, yeah, I find that so powerful. And it's a fun game, isn't it? The it's game so of life. It's just <laughs> the best game ever. The best freaking game ever. It really is. Once you start waking up and realizing that, oh, it's a game, game changer. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, thank you so much, Lucy, for joining us today and sharing your wisdom and your passion about manifestation and just life in general. I am so incredibly grateful that our our paths have crossed. I know, me too. That's the law of attraction at its finest, isn't it? I love it. I've had a great time and I've met so many new, amazing people and I think everything you're doing is incredible. So love it. Thank you so much. Well, thank you all for listening. And let us know what resonated with you the most. You know, leave us a, a rating and a comment and reach out to Lucy. All of her information will be linked um, in the show notes. And, you know, just until the next episode, I'm sending you love, light, and lots of imagination. Enjoy your life, ladies. Thanks, Lucy.